it's always so awkward because I never know who's going to say hi first. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't like, I'd rather just honestly start like mid-conversation. I'd rather you just tell me like when, or not tell me when you're going to press play and just press it because I feel so fucking awkward when we. It is, it is really weird. Yeah, I don't, Um, I don't know. I, I was going to start out this week by saying it's, it's like almost Halloween. I just want to (laughs) like. It is almost Halloween. Almost Halloween. When is almost Halloween for you? June? Um, honestly, April, because it's like the halfway point. Oh, okay. (laughs) But like June, June is like, I can see it. June is like, like, they're going to start putting shit in aisles in a couple months. It is on the horizon. It is coming. Michaels will soon have skeletons everywhere. And I am excited. It's also going to be summer solstice coming up. And I always think that's like a nice witchy time. Yes. It's, It's always a nice witchy time. Although, I have an unpopular opinion. Okay. I fucking hate summer. That is an unpopular opinion. Listen, I'm just a little bitch, and I don't like intense weather or, like, severe weather of any kind. That's fair. I don't like winter. I don't like... I mean, like, I like summer, but I think it's because our brains are trained to think from, like, high school and elementary school that summer is, like, a break. Yeah, you know what? That's bullshit, though. Yeah, now we have to work. And it's just, like, we have to work, plus it's hot. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, like, double shit. Yeah, like, there are parts... Okay, I like summer if I'm at a fucking pool or on the beach, but... if if it's summer and I can, like, float in a pool all fucking day with a slushie in my hand, we're we're golden. For sure, like, and I do like, I like the feeling of the sun, but, like, heat, like, the humid heat of the fucking summer i i loathe it i really do love fall hell yeah it's a good it's a good season because you get that nice fair mix of like hot and then like nice and cool hell yeah i just want it to be a nice balmy 75 at all times yeah i could could rock with that that'd be all right and i i I read that you can actually get like seasonal depression from um too much sun excuse me yeah i read that, that. sounds wrong i fucking swear to you i believe I re- you but like i feel like that was an armchair psychiatrist and not really like no it's legit ew but that's like too much of too much of the d is gonna be a bad thing um yeah according to this article and i swear it was from like mayo clinic or something who i think is pretty fucking reputable I mean, they are, but it's just funny that Mayo is in their name, and it always makes. I me I know, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I guess I fucking guess. Yeah, it's just uh, it just seems wrong. Well, I don't have to fucking tell you because I can tell you right now that my seasonal depression has nothing to do with being in the sun too long. <laughs> uh, I mean. My seasonal depression is like just uh you know 365 days of Yeah, yeah, I was going to say my my summer depression, my seasonal summer depression is the fact that it's fucking summer and I'm stuck inside. Yeah. Like working on something. So, yeah. That's that's more shit. Um fuck, there was something else I wanted to tell you my brain just completely did the window shutdown noise. <laughs> Boof. Yeah, so it's gone now. Never mind. Like it's like you know the the blue screen of death that you would get on your yeah. computer. That's what's in my brain right now. Maybe it'll come back to me. All right. <laughs> it's just like wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I have an icebreaker for us. Yes, and it's inspired by one of our recent Instagram posts. Yes, and so what the Instagram post was, it said like without context, we can all agree that. She killed her daughter and can be in jail, right? And it people like that <laughs> because yeah, yeah. everybody fucking knows it's Casey Anthony, right? Um, so I right. wondered, do you have something similar about a different crime that we can all kind of guess what you're talking about just based on a clue? Yeah, uh, without context, we all agree her brother did it. Uh, uh-uh, no, we don't agree mm, on that. Most of us. No, okay. Here's the thing: me and Lauren talk about John Bonet all the time. 
Oh, but you still knew exactly who it was. Oh, of course. Because so that's that's the only thing that actually matters. Not actually like if you agree. It's just the fact that when you say that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yes, like I, I of course know what you're talking about. However, I do not agree with that. But also, my my opinion on who killed John Bonet it it changes depending on what I listen to. Because or read. we have literally talked about this, and you have said Bur- Burke has done it before. Uh, yeah, I know because that's, but I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> oh, you sweet, sweet, impressionable child! You think you do? You really think Burke did it? I think the whole fucking family was in on it. I think that he got fucking angry, or or maybe you know, and they covered it up. There's just no, there's just no other aliens is the only other fucking explanation. No, they're okay. You're you're fucking mistaken because. Haven't you heard about the fucking creepy neighbor? Why is it always got to be a creepy neighbor, though? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why, why it's, it is usually when we are in these situations. Right. Is it's it usually, not usually the most obvious fucking person and the, the most logical, the, the little, obvious person? The little, like, eight-year-old brother is the most obvious person. I just don't think he would have the power to kill. She like, was little, though. So was he. I I don't know. I don't know, man. It's not the first eight-year-old who's committed murder. I just don't. I just don't think that. I definitely think it could have been. It could have been the mom. And, 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 you know, it might not have been Burke. It might not have been Burke alone. There's just so there's just so much evidence that shows that, like, she was already being, like, abused. And I just don't like it. And, like... It Wait, what evidence it. about her being abused? Like her, like her, her bedwetting and stuff. Like, uh, there's just like when you look at things like that. First off, she was a pageant girl. They're all abused. I don't well, give a fuck. Yeah, I mean that. Says. That's definitely weird. I, a hypersexualized child is always abused. But that's well what concerned. makes me think that it was someone that was acquainted with the family that had access to the house. Yeah. I don't believe it's the dad. I just the whole the whole fuck the whole fucking thing just is too it's too flawed for it to have not been someone in the family as far as I'm concerned. But if you think it's the neighbor, that's fine. I'm sure you'll listen to another podcast that will present more evidence that it was Burke. And that was not. Your- <laughs> no, it was not. I thought that for a minute, and I'm like, no, no. there's just no fucking way that he had enough force to kill her. That's my what opinion. is your definition of enough force to kill a fucking an a little eight year old? Like, isn't there argument that he hit her in the back of the head? He could have hit her with a blunt object. Like, you don't have to have that much force. Literally, if you don't wear your helmet and you are pedaling on your bike, you don't have to go fast to hit your head off the ground and die. Like, it's it does not take that much force. It truly does not take that much force to to kill, especially a child. Mm. So like I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I don't there buy are children. There were children who murder people all the fucking time. And like look at like like fucking Mary Bell. Mary Bell is what one of the youngest murder. You know like I don't know. <sighs> we'll have to agree to disagree. That's I mean that's fine. The moon landing was still fake though. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to fuck with you. <laughs> See, when people say that shit, I'm like, you're fucking crazy. You're crazy. <sighs> I mean, I, mm, no, no. It goes against logic. It would take so much effort to do that, to fake it. I just want to point out that, um, there is as young as a three-year-old boy who has killed someone. So, sorry. But like, but, but how, my, I'm not saying that a child killing someone is impossible because yes, if they have access, of course, to any kind of weapon, that's very possible. But they're arguing that, that he like hit her in the head. I just don't, I don't think that that makes sense. I just don't like, so for one, weirder fucking things have happened. And it does not take, like I said, doesn't take that much force to actually kill someone by hitting them in the head. It just takes hitting the right fucking spot, you know, and and it might not have killed her is the the worst part. It might have just, you know, 
been like the driving force that ended up in her death because they didn't want him to get in trouble. Like there's, there's just so many, we're never going to know. We're never actually going to know what happened. Same as like Natalie, Natalie Holloway. You know, we, we all think it was that, you know, rich motherfucking asshole who killed her. We're never going to have the proof. That's the one I should have done was, but I, I don't remember, you know, I, I don't know enough like to say, to make like a without context for Natalie Holloway. Hmm. I don't know. I don't buy that theory, but I definitely, that's definitely a good without context. Yeah. What is yours? Um, <laughs> mine is without context. We can all agree that the gloves really did fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you go out and you make a book that says, I didn't do it, but if I did, <laughs> like, we all know you did it. <laughs> and like, so I was reading more about this because when I was watching shit about OJ, I was like the whole glove thing. I was just like, what? What the fuck? Do you know that it kind of like semi recently came out that he stopped taking his um fucking uh arthritis medication? No, so his hands probably swelled so up. So his hands were swollen. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I don't know. And like I said about <laughs> if Ted Bundy is saying <laughs> that he was like, did I tell you this? <laughs> No. I thought I said this on the podcast. I guess Ted Bundy had been, like, in a cell next to OJ. And he was like, yeah, that guy's guilty. <laughs> like, that guy killed someone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If Ted Bundy says that you did it, then... That's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's... Wow. Uh, yeah. I'm sure wow. there's plenty more where that came from I'm oh sure. yeah yeah absolutely i was honestly trying to think of another one but like like a really that's... notorious one of right. jody a jody arias you could probably oh god yeah i can't Fuck. she is so mm, she she's a fucking crazy bitch that's all i gotta you know say else i can't I can't, I can't fuck with this case at all but is the luca magnata case i can't fucking do it like him like because he killed the cats and i just can't mm. but also his face just instills like rage in me so anytime that i see something that involves like what he did like i don't give a fuck enough to watch it because i just don't want to watch his face because i get so angry uh yeah he has like a really punchable face too he has, yeah he has yeah yeah really punchable punching is light uh was he was he the like what was he a porn star or something? I think he wanted to be a reality TV star. I don't know if he ever got into porn, but he's the one who literally murdered his like the guy he was with uh on um like a live stream essentially like on a YouTube video. Yeah. Get famous. He was so obsessed with fame. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh super gross. There's yeah. Either way, it's just un uncomfortable. Max uncomf. Max uncomf. Um, well, I do have a couple updates. Do you have any updates? No. Uh, so I saw that um, there was an article from Newsweek.com that the Purvis Payne petition on innocence project website has gotten over 1 million signatures wow so i thought that was really cool um the change.org one i think the article said it was still at like 470 something thousand but the innocence project one has officially exceeded a million that's amazing mm -hmm. and then the other thing is is on it was last friday june 4th it was ruled by a judge that Purvis Payne will be assessed for intellectual uh, disability by a mental health professional. Good. So, yeah. So he'll be reassessed for that, which I think is, um, I think that's really important given that the law had been passed recently saying that, you know, it is in fact against 
um, against the law to execute someone with an intellectual disability in Tennessee. So I think that will be really important. Yeah. For him to get like a new assessment. Yeah, I agree. I'm really excited about that. That's yeah. Really positive news. It is. So there you go. That's the only positive thing I'm going to tell you all day. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Can't wait. Um, yeah. So you want me to just, you, you have anything else? No, whatever I was going to tell you has completely left my mind. It's just gone. It's just gone. Just okay. Um, I was going to say something to you, but I'm going to save it for padded room, actually. So fuck off. Okay. All right. I don't know why I just tell you to told you to fuck off, but I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> mad at it. I... You're, just, you're just like, all right. <laughs> okay, I will. No problem. Okay, no, so I found a super weird story. And I'm so excited to tell it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. It's good. At least I think it's it's really um, not hilarious because it's not funny, but it's like what the fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not what the fuck. It's not um dentist squirting sperm in patients' mouths level. What the fuck? But it's it's pretty good. Is it like reptilian queen? What the fuck? Or um. It's, it's, it's not quite, it's somewhere, it lies between the two, maybe? I don't know which one's worse okay. or weirder. It's definitely up there, Rachel. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Oh, by the way, that's Rachel. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Becky. Uh, this is Chardonnay and DNA, and we're really bad at introducing our podcast. Yes, we are. Um, And I am also drinking beer again today because I am a 20-year-old freshman in college yeah what are you drinking <laughs> don't Do laugh i want to know don't laugh at me <laughs> so have you ever heard of the brand called land shark yes it's delicious but you know what's hilarious about it what um it is land shark is the brand of beer by margaritaville margaritaville is jimmy, is jimmy buffett <laughs> oh jesus so um so here we are for those Uh, of you who don't know who jimmy buffett is he has a song called cheeseburger in paradise and that's all you need to know if these people don't know who jimmy buffett is they probably shouldn't be listening to the podcast they're not old enough i i mean i was gonna say that some some gen zers they might not know but get his beer though because it's fucking refreshing Mm-hmm. I know I keep seeing all these geriatric millennial posts. And I'm I like, literally almost said I feel geriatric. I'm like, will that. you ever, will you all just ever fuck off? No, no. I just. Yeah, I can't. I'm pretty bitter about it. Okay. All right. Well, for this story, we're going to take a little trip over to Sydney, Australia. Wait, let me let me turn up my hearing aids. give me one second okay okay go ahead you got a fresh depends on this might be a while yeah i i I changed it we're good okay good um great all right so i got my information from a news.com article um and from all that's interesting.com so you know it's going to be interesting okay so On July 21st, 2017, at 12.45 p.m., emergency services in Sydney, Australia, responded to requests for a wellness check of 60-year-old Bruce Andrew Roberts at his home located at 31 Greendale Street in Sydney's Greenwich neighborhood. Uh, Full disclosure, I don't know if it's spelled Greenwich. It's spelled, or it's pronounced Greenwich. It's spelled like Greenwich, which I know for the little... Um, borough in New York. That's Greenwich, Greenwich Village. So that's what I'm going with. He also has three first names. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Bruce Andrew Roberts. Oh, okay. Um. All right. So locals in the neighborhood oh, began wait. to what? His initials spell bar. Uh huh. They do. Good job. That, no, I just. I'm just. Oh my god. What? Right, we were talking about initials earlier, and I just can't believe that his fucking initials spell bar. Please and tell you- me there's alcohol involved in this in some way. Um, 
uh, like a little, but it's not it's not enough to be like funny. No, okay, well that's dumb. Sorry to disappoint you. Oh, but my if it makes you feel any better, my initials backwards spell bar, and I love alcohol. Sorry, it does. It makes me feel a little bit better. At least it's not wasted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. wasted on Bruce. Okay, continue. All right. Um. Okay. So locals in the neighborhood began to notice that Roberts had not been seen for quite some time, prompting them to contact authorities to check in on him. Robert's home was re- referred to by children in the neighborhood as the creepy house on the corner. Did you have one of those? Might have been mine. <laughs> I definitely had a couple of those in my neighborhood where my friends would, we would just walk by and be like, Ooh, like there's definitely like something happened in there. We, we definitely had one and it was because of the person who lived there for sure. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was good old Brucey's house. Um, he was a major hoarder. His yard was outlined with a fence that he covered in barbed wire, and his windows were nailed shut. The vegetation in the yard was overgrown, and he was known to scatter cans around the house, acting as a um, like an alarm system for potential intruders. <laughs> um, Roberts was known to wear a large brown coat even in warm weather. And he was basically known as a recluse, and uh, locals called him strange and uncommunicative. Hmm. So sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Roberts was also a hoarder, with the path leading up to his house strewn with garbage that piled up past the windows of the home. When authorities entered on July 21st, 2017... They were met with a floor-to-ceiling wall of boxes, old newspaper, luggage, bags, and garbage. And when I say floor-to-ceiling, Rachel, it was floor-to-motherfucking-ceiling. It When I post these pictures, it is so crazy. It, like, it, I don't even know how they got into this house. It just literally floor-to-ceiling. Hoarding makes me really sad. It's really sad. It's really sad. And very, very gross. Yeah. Um, so, not surprisingly, the first responders were also confronted with the unmistakable smell of death. So they found a path through the garbage and worked their way into the hallway. They then found Robert's body slouched over an active radiator heater that was turned on. The oh! Bo- mm, yeah. This part gets real graphic, so... Uh, the body was in advanced stages of decay and the right side was badly burnt from the heater. The bony tissue of his ribs were burnt away, including the organs and the thoracic cavity, including the lungs and the heart. The burns made it difficult to determine the cause of death, uh, but Roberts had recently visited visited his general practitioner and complained of chest pains but refused any treatment. The house then sat vacant for the rest of 2017. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Just the the general like. So they took his body out, great, and then they're just like, eh, someone else's problem. I think they had to deal with like legal shit. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. So I'll get into a little bit of that now. So Roberts actually possessed quite a bit of wealth. Um. He left upon his death. He left six hundred thousand dollars that he had saved to a few select charities and to his aunt and uncle, Norma and John Roberts. Norma and John were also left his house, lucky them. And Roberts' estate lawyer, David Alexander, hired um, professional cleaners for the home. I would have just lit a fucking match. I mean, when I show you these pictures, like, it, it's, they should have just bulldozed it. it. It's so bad. It's it's so, so bad. Um, and so during the clean-out, police seized a rifle and ammunition that were found inside, and the cleaners continue to find additional um, firearms. So in one source I read, it said 13 firearms, and another one it said 19. So there is a pretty good shitload of firearms and ammo in there. Just... just. Just a couple. Um, yeah. Um, no. And I'm just 
I just want to, I'll go out on a limb here and say that they probably were not in great storage. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I imagine this guy just had one like strapped to his ankle at all times um, in every room. He knew exactly where they went, were, though. Like, Oh, under yeah. that pile of rotting newspapers. Exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you exactly. Yep. He's like, no, I, I need those. Yeah. Uh, so on May 29th in uh, 2018, in the middle of clearing the house, cleaners came upon a dirty rug. When they lifted it, they found yet another corpse. What? What? Yep. Under a rug. Two corpses, one home, 20 guns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch the two girls one cup video of that. My <laughs> God. Nope. Okay. Yeah, sure don't. Um, so the body, a male, was fully clothed and completely mummified. The victim was seated with his back up against a couch and slumped over to the left. Around the body and throughout the room were 70 air fresheners to mask the stench of death. When police, like, like what? Just little Christmas trees. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't funny and I'm really not trying to make, I'm not. Like, this is so sad someone was dead. But like, all I imagined was like, he just kept opening little Christmas trees and chucking them at the body. Like, what the fuck? So, so what I was imagining is, you know, those automatic ones that spray every oh single. Like I just, I just imagine them all spraying at different times. Yeah. Okay. And oh my god. They all had like different scents, so it smelled like ocean breeze, Hawaiian mist, like all this shit. He had them timed perfectly, where one went off every second, every single yeah. minute of the day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. 70 air fresheners. Uh, when police removed the body, they found signs that a shotgun had been fired inside the room as there were pellet marks in the wall and lead pellets on the floor. Also in the room was a green trunk, which police observed had a pool of dried blood on its surface. Forensic investigators from the Sydney Forensic Medicine Department at Lincoln took uh took DNA from the body and determined that the body was completely mummified. I don't understand that because doesn't mummification involve some kind of like preserving? No, I mean, it can, but like people are naturally mummified often and they okay. like, you'll find like bog mummies and stuff. Like it's just their surroundings. So like, you know, that, that carpet could have like encapsulated all of his like. Really? Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. Mum- because I was looking it up and I was like, I don't understand how this like, happened. When we think of mummification, we think of the like Egyptian process yeah. of mummification. But that's not really what like that's like if you if your if your aunt, I think I told you this, if your pet dies and they put it in like a plastic right. you know, bag for you to bury it, you have to cut a hole in it. Okay. Like, it's I, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I don't understand how it works, but like they find like mummified pets often too. So like I I don't I just thought that was so weird. I'm like, how was he mummified in this room? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because of our understanding of mummification. Maybe it was the air fresheners. (laughs) You know what? If those Christmas trees have that ability. Like we gotta we gotta invest. Yeah. Um so using the DNA, fingerprints, and tattoos on the body, authorities determined that the body was of Shane John Snellman who had not been seen since 2002. What year was this? 2000. At this point, we're at 2018. Was he reported missing? I will continue. Okay. Snellman's body revealed his left foot had been separated from the ankle joint. (gasps) I don't, and and it never, Rachel, it never tells what happened to the foot. It never tells. Like post-mortem or pre-mortem, like, I don't know. That's oh all it God. said. And yeah. I it never said anything else. I was like, are you just gonna graze past that? Oh my God. So just don't get don't get blue balls because you're not gonna find that out. Okay. Um so and then so ankle joint or foot was separated at the ankle joint and that 
two areas around his right ear and the top right of his skull showed heat exposure. He had suffered a fatal gunshot wound above his collarbone, and he also had shotgun lead pellets in his chest and and abdomen, and toxicology analysis revealed um, methylamphetamine, amphetamine, and ibuprofen in his system. Um, After police had discovered two bodies in the home, they started looking into both men's backgrounds for more answers. All right, so Bruce Roberts had no criminal history. He was not known to have used drugs. He was born in September 1956 to um, Ethel and Joyce Roberts of Kuna Barabran and had moved with his mother and half-sister Denise to St. Peter's, um, another like borough of Sydney, when his parents separated. Growing up, Um, Others said that Bruce had a passion for motorbikes and guns, but was generally remembered pretty affectionately when he was a child. The All That's Interesting article reports that Bruce did have a difficult relationship with his sister, which contributed to mental health issues later in life. A cousin described Bruce as a bit strange, a loner, and socially awkward. Which, I mean, who among us? Yeah, I mean, I think he just described everyone. I mean, he described me and a lot of my friends. For sure. Um, So when Bruce's maternal grandmother died, he and his mother lived in her home together until Joyce Roberts, um, his mom, died in March of 1989 when Bruce was 33 years old. He was left quite a bit of money and shares upon her death and was able to buy his Greenwich home outright with $600,000 still in the bank. Bruce did not work from the time his mother died until his death and began receiving social security benefits. Then also began his compulsive hoarding. Um, Snellman uh, was born in November 1963 to Herbert and Pamela uh, Snellman and a younger sister, Belinda. Their parents ended up separating when Shane and Belinda were young and um, Herbert, the father, had become ill. At that point, the two kids were placed in a Catholic uh, convent home, which, Jesus Christ, that had to be miserable. Oh, I'm sure. Um, And Shane had kind of bounced around between different homes, uh, like boys' homes, and then a little bit of time with his grandfather and his father before ultimately leaving school at 14. Hmm. At 15, Shane was charged with murdering a homeless man, and and then he was acquitted. So... He became, like, really well-known to the police um, very early on. He served many stints in jail for property theft, drug offenses, before going to live with his sister and brother-in-law at age 21. At this time, he worked in an abattoir, which I did not know what that was. Yeah, what is that? It is a butcher. Oh. Like a butcher shop. Fancy way to say butcher. Yes. I'm going to the abattoir. (laughs) Picked me up some what bacon? I don't know. Uh, I, no, sausages. Chip, 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 chop ham. I bet you that so many people listen right now are like, "What the fuck is chip chop ham?" Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. So then he returned to Sydney not long after to live with his grandmother and his father. And in 1995, he began dating Philippa Denny. They were together for a few years and then broke up in 1999, but they remained pretty close friends. Shane continued to go in and out of jail and served one year for drug charges for which he was released on June 27, 2002. In between episodes in jail, he lived a pretty nomadic lifestyle and occasionally spent time in drug rehabs. He met up with uh, Philippa in 2002 after being released from the year-long stay in jail. And at this time, he had been living in, like, a supported housing, um, which I think probably, like, some kind of halfway house, something like yeah. that. Um, and she said when they had met that he appeared very thin and suspected he was taking methamphetamines. Yeah, so Shane just had a really rough time. Yeah, that's just... Yeah. not had a fair shake of it. No, it's like, it's like when, I don't know, when kids are going through all that you you can kind of like see how a plus b gets you to c but he wasn't like a and people even talk about like he wasn't a bad guy he 
he wouldn't like hurt anyone. I don't really, I don't know the circumstances around the charge about killing the, um, the homeless man, but I kind of sense that that may not have been him. I mean, he got acquitted too. So, um, let's see. Lost my place. Uh, fuck, where was I? Oh, okay. So then, um, still in 2002, now Snellman's bank records showed that he would withdraw his dole payments. That's D-O-L-E. I looked up what that means. And that's just, that looks like it's just Australia's version of like unemployment compensation. Okay. So he would receive those payments, um, bi-weekly and then he would withdraw them like as soon as he got them. Um, However, on October 23rd, 2002, when he got a payment, no withdrawal was made. Philippa became concerned about Shane and then reported him missing to the police. His father, John Snellman, and his late son, or said his late son, was impulsive but had a good heart. One of his sisters recalled the last time she saw her brother was behind bars. Um, but he, um, she said that he had never been forgotten. She said that she screamed and fell to the floor at the news of his death. Snellman's niece, Tiana Snellman, um, said she would remember him as a caring man. He was a very loving man, she said, would do anything for anyone. He didn't deserve what he got. So here are kind of some like theories and like speculation about what might have happened. Um, so the deputy state coroner, Derek Lee, believes that Snellman broke into Robert's home to steal property to sell. Um, on October 18th, 2002, Snellman was brought in for questioning by police um, for some, uh, I imagine, some petty petty charge yeah. or something. Um, and he told them that he had no money until his next dole payment, which wasn't going to be for a few more days. Um, because he struggled with addiction, it seems likely that maybe he was in need of money before the next payment so that he could buy uh, whatever drugs that he used. Police did not find evidence of a past break-in at Robert's home, but at that point, it had been like 15 years. So even though Roberts had several rifles, shotguns, and their ammunition, investigators still aren't sure which type of weapon killed Snowman. It doesn't seem like they were in ballistics tests. And it doesn't seem like the wound that was inflicted on him and killed him is the one, because um, the one that killed him was the one in the collarbone. And okay. it doesn't match the wound that would have taken place with the guns that he had. So they really don't know, like, what. I wonder if he ditched the gun. I think, yeah, maybe he ditched the gun. Um, maybe it was, maybe Snellman had a gun on him. I don't know. Like, um. So they can't like they can't match they they can't figure out what a what gun was used to kill him. Um an autopsy of Snellman found 15 metallic fragments in his chest and stomach. And like I said before, they did a toxicology report and they found lots of stuff in there. Um a different source even said uh buprenorphine, which I always forget what that one is. Buprenorphine. Uh, an opioid used to treat opioid use disorder. Oh, okay. So it's like a suboxone, suboxone it's, or something? Yeah, it is. It's subutex. Subutex. So, yeah, I mean, really, um, really strong shit. So authorities are not sure why or how Snellman ended up in Greenwich because it's 60 kilometers, which is nearly 40 miles from the shared housing where he lived. And they both, like, they both lived such different lifestyles and in such different places. Like Roberts never really, really never left the house. Snellman kind of, he lived this nomadic lifestyle in the, in a completely different part of Sydney. So they really find out when his hoarding started. No, no, none of the sources like uh, spoke to that. It was just after his mom died. So it seems to be like around between age 33 in 60 when he died because that's when he started getting social security he never okay. worked so it was kind of during that time i was just wondering if like this event triggered his hoarding you know even more oh that's a good point you know because it is traumatic and I, I i doubt that he really did it maliciously but at the like if he had if he had broken in you know you know he thought it was acting in self-defense but he probably didn't want to call authorities because how embarrassing to have someone come into your home 
when you're embarrassed about your hoarding. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, that's very, that's a good point. Um, Snellman's sister was outraged at the allegation that her brother broke into Robert's home. She insists that the men knew each other, but did not elaborate on how the men would have ever met, given their very different lifestyles and the places they frequented. So one thing I couldn't quite figure out is that a lot of the articles that I was seeing about this are coming out recently. So I don't know. I don't know if they're further investigating this or because I don't know why all these articles were coming out like just within the last month. That's very weird. Yeah, or if they or if they did just kind of finalize all their testing and then release the story, but it was still kind of strange. So I'm sort of wondering if we're get if we'll get an update. But I thought that was crazy because that is 15 fucking years and you have a corpse inside your home. I, like I know he was a hoarder and he had certainly a whole host of his own like mental health disturbances and shit, but like can you imagine the smell? No, but Christmas trees. <laughs> I just, you know. It's timed air fresheners that go off <laughs> every 60 seconds. Uh, it's honestly probably a mixture of the two. Yeah, yeah, it did say one article said like up to 70 um, air freshener products. So it's like he probably had like plug-ins like you probably had everything in bottles there. of fucking uh air freshener spray yeah fucking my weed. whole thing is like really would the smell of the body be as bad as everything else in the house because i'm well, sure clearly not paper like clearly not because they didn't they didn't notice like after they removed his body like yeah the house sat for a while but they didn't notice a an additional smell in their initial investigation you know what i mean yeah so no, that's I think that's exactly right. I think his body, Robert's body, was kind of out in the open and fucking, ugh, it was like charred ugh, <laughs> from the heater that he like. Yeah, he didn't catch like fire. Oh so my arguably God. that might have been better. Honestly, it might. But then we would have never knew what happened. We right. still don't really know what happened, and we still don't. Isn't that isn't that wild? And. The one article, I think it was the news.com article that I got, a, it was very long. I got a lot of information from it. It ended really ominously because it said, it ended with a quote from Snellman's sister saying he didn't break in the, the Met because they had already met. And it just, the article just stopped. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so like i don't know if more is gonna come out about how maybe they knew each other um but it's a fucking wild as hell story that's just i'm still i'm still processing i know and it's super sad because they both kind of had not just, great times yeah not great times <sighs> so yeah i just still want to be clear we were not making fun of the victims in any way it's just sometimes you get that imagery in your head and you can't no it's, you can't get it out like no you can't just like i'm just picturing a room full of fucking glade air fresheners yeah like i just oh oh my wow mm-hmm. i mean i hope we get some answers but i just don't know how you know. But it's so that's what I thought was so um was so interesting about this story is that we never will because both of the men that were involved dead. are oh. dead. Yeah. And it's so sad because it's like if clearly no one was really checking on Bruce. No, no, and you know, it's both in both situations it's kind of like I'm not placing all the blame on the system. Let me be clear. But in both situations, it's kind of a system failure. Well, it is. To a degree, it, you know? Yeah. I and mean, there, there, wasn't, there clearly wasn't uh, very much follow-up about Snellman either because the police right. were kind of already out, out to, like, yeah. out to yeah, get him a little bit. It's a system failure from the start. And I just, like, I... Yes, you have to take some accountability on your own. I, I don't mean that. But I just mean, like, you know, obviously Snellman's childhood was not great either. 
mm-hmm. you know, and the, the system didn't exactly do him any favors there. So, yeah. Yeah, so that is the wild story of Shane Snellman and three first name Brucey. Wow, Mr. Barr. Mr. Barr. That's that's just chilling with a mummy. We have a lot of mummies on this show. We do. We do have a lot of mummies on this show. Like Elmer McCurdy was technically a mummy. Oh yeah, we've had lots of mummies. You my Persian princess. Yes. The one that really wasn't. Is that the one that uh, wasn't really? Yeah. It was actually uh, like a murder victim. It was that. Yeah. <laughs> it was not really um, like ancient at all. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was really gross. Thank right. you. Right. You're very welcome. Yeah. Do you have anything for a potted room? Um. Come back to me. (laughs) Okay. Well, mine was just, I wanted to have a Rachel appreciation padded room for a moment because I'm being, yes, because I'm being told by uh, my friends, Lauren and Alyssa, who are doing a whole bunch to plan the wedding that you are also doing a whole bunch to plan the wedding and you don't tell me any, or the bachelorette, all that shit. And you don't tell me any of that. And they said that you were very helpful. And I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. Well, thanks. You're very welcome. That was nice. And thank you, my good buddy. I'm happy to be involved. Can't wait to get white girl wasted with you. Yeah. I'm probably going to get super fucking high, but like, you know. Great. (laughs) That's cool, too. (laughs) I'm sure. my version of white girl wasted. (laughs) I'm sure a bunch of us will join you. Yes. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, um, cause there's lots of secret stuff going down. So I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. Oh, yo, I have such good friends. Yes. Yes, you do. They're also like, take, I just want to let you know the immense hard work that they're putting in. I Dude. deserve nothing other than the fact that I reply and go, yeah, awesome. This is great. <laughs> no, they <laughs> said, tell me what I need to do. Thank you. <laughs> they said that they are, that you are like super awesome. And I don't, I don't hear it from you as much. Cause I know you're that you're like communicating with them. So yeah. I appreciate it. And I am also maximum uncomfy by being the center of attention. That is not my jam. So yeah, well, Fuck up, Buttercup, because it's going to yeah. be your jam. Yeah, I guess it's going to have to be. Uh, just get super fucking wasted. The bachelorette party, we're just it's just going to be a weekend of debauchery, and it's going to be great. I can't wait. I love so, debauchery. Be a great time. Um, yeah. Um, I don't I don't really have padded room because I'm super fucking overwhelmed with life right now. <laughs> Yeah, I feel it. That's okay. You just, <laughs> so, you, your padded room is that you need to go to a padded room. It, Destiny called me because Destiny's wedding is this weekend. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> she called me and she was like, hey, I have really good news. And she got distracted. And the next thing she said was, you're not going to make it. And I was like, listen, I know I've said I wanted to die a couple times, but I didn't mean like right now. <laughs> and she was like, wait, what? And I was like, didn't you hear what you just said to me? And I told her and she's like, oh my God, I didn't mean that. I guess someone was like backing out and like, she was like commenting on their shitty driving, but it just happened to flow so perfectly. Like I have good news. You're not going to make it. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, um, thanks for being honest. Yeah, thanks for letting me know. Um, I'm glad I know it's my time. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, Aw, poor I do. Buddy. I do, however, have a cute animal for you. Oh, okay. It's called a vishka, vish, vishkashka. Vishkashka? Mm. V-I-S-C-A-C-H-A. Lauren will very much like this animal. Oh, it's easy. Oh, bunny. It's a chinchilla. Oh. But a bunny chinchilla. It's a bunchilla. It's a bunchilla. Oh my God, I'm sending this to her right now. They look like sleepy, sad little old men. And some of them are kind of like chubby. 
look at the ones like their eyes are like all heavy lidded and their way their whiskers fall down. Like I just love them a whole lot. They're oh, like I'm the, sending this to her. At they're this the moment. polar opposite of the quokka. Oh. So, um, but yeah, I just, you know, cute animals are what make life worth living for me. And there you go. So have one. So maybe you are going to make it. Just, just so I can fucking touch one of these. <laughs> yeah. Hey, That's whatever it. gets you through. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, no, I just don't, I just am very overwhelmed because we started our business and I am just working nonstop. So yeah. See, that's what, like, that is what's so intimidating to me about starting your own business is I feel like that is what you are working all the time. Oh, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm working on top of working during the right. day, and yeah. then I'm working all night until I literally crash. So, but that is, but that's how you do a side, well, I mean, that's how your side hustle turns into your real hustle. Yep, absolutely. So stay tuned, because eventually we'll talk about the business. Um, I just don't have it in me today. That's okay. So, yeah. Um, I did look at updates. There's no update on the Summerton Man yet. Oh, no. So okay. I just figured I'd check, but there's Ooh, nothing. I can't wait for that, to be honest. That was also very recent. Like, it was just the end of May. So, like, <laughs> I'm not. They finally exhumed him. Um, so, and they said that the DNA looked good. Like, the chance of getting DNA that was viable looked good. Nice. That's the only update that I have. Okay. So, well keep them coming that's interesting yeah. as shit i hope i hope we have some answers soon um but yeah okay well uh our um, social medias yes are, so go yeah. for it or i will whatever i can it doesn't go matter for it facebook chardonnay ampersand dna uh twitter's fucking pointless chardonnay dna um <laughs> instagram is chardonnay a n d dna correct um, and then the website is the same Chardonnay and DNA all written out. And our email is Chardonnay and DNA at Gmail all written out. Send us your fucking weird stories. I have an interesting one coming up. Um, nice. Uh, my supplies running. Well, I got, I have a couple ideas, but my supplies running a little dry. So I think my next one may end up being the two parter. It just depends on how this weekend goes. And if I end up having time to start working on it. So, okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah. But, all right, well, uh, enjoy your fucking week. Uh, ta-ta for now. Remember when we said that? When we used to say that as children? TTFN. I was like, wait, when the fuck did we say that on the podcast? Oh, no, we didn't. But, you know, we did. The geriatric oh, millennials. Oh, God, all of the fucking accidents for fucking eight.